Don't you fuck it up. Brilliant. Thank you. That's a great start to our uh, Free the Hounds podcast. Thanks, Mel. Uh, welcome to Talking Couch Potatoes. This is the uh, inaugural podcast for Free the Hounds. It's our first shot at this, so it's going to be fairly loose and light to begin with as we begin the process of developing hopefully what will become uh, a new voice for Free the Hounds. My name's Matt. I am the podcast host. And with me, I have Mel Harrison, who's president of Free the Hounds. We also have our producer, Gemma, in the room. Hi, Matt. How are you going? I'm not too bad. Looking forward to seeing what we can create together here. As I said, it's our first shot at this, and we'd love some support from anyone who's listening. You can email us at podcast at freethehounds.com.au if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear. The goal is to create a voice for the hounds, create a voice for the goals of Free the Hounds. Mel, could you give us a sense of who Free the Hounds are? how it began, what it's all about. Sure. Free the Hounds originally started in 2015. It was a Facebook group to discuss greyhound racing and the perils of it or the problems with it. It then sort of became too much for just a Facebook group and so they started holding stalls at markets to engage the public further and to try and get the message out about what greyhound racing involved in Western Australia. And I guess it really hit the ground running when the first petition was going to be tabled in Parliament in 2017. And there was a petition to... To end greyhound racing in Western Australia. It got tabled by the Greens. And since then, there's actually been two subsequent petitions. How have they gone? How did the first petition go? There was about 3,000 signatures on the first one. It was all handwritten. So a tiny petition. The second one in 2021, there was approximately 11,000 signatures. And then 2022, we tabled a third petition in October. That was partly online and partly handwritten. And there was over 18,000. So we're definitely getting some momentum. Still not the figures that we'd like, but This is, I guess, the reason for the podcast is trying to get our voice out there on as many mediums as we can and making the public aware because that's something that we find often talking to people is they're not even aware that Mm. racing still occurs, let alone every single day in Western Australia. Okay. And you're the president of Free the Hounds. Is this a, is it a full-time sort of thing? It is a full-time thing, but it's something that I do in a volunteer capacity around my normal job Mm -hmm. and my four children. And I've got my two greyhounds at home, Anna and Gina, who are the lovers of my life as well. I think once you start to see what greyhounds are like as pets, you really Mm. realise that they deserve so much love and respect not to be used as a commodity within racing. They are. I am also a very proud greyhound owner of Bunny and Bo. So, yeah, I can verify that they are beautiful, beautiful little couch potatoes. What sort of stuff do you do? Do you have events? Do you have stalls? Do you have uh, fundraisers? Well, this year we had our first ever trivia night, which was an absolute blast. It was great. So we'll be doing that next year. In September, we have our Hounds Day Out, which is one day once a year that we hold an event that's all about greyhounds. I have been to that one. It's great. Uh, I've never seen so many hounds together all at once. (laughs) There is the Global Greyhound Walk on the 24th of September. 24th of September. Please bring your hounds. Is it only hounds? Are we exclusive to the hounds? Are we excluding other breeds? No, no, not at all. As long as your dog is under control and they're not a dog that's going to be overly excited with greyhounds. Because 
some greyhounds are only just coming out of the industry yep. and are only just becoming aware of other breeds yep. now. Okay. So obviously we don't want them to have a bad reaction. Mel, I've heard something about free the snoot. Let's free the snoot. Okay, so many of you have seen photos with greyhounds with the cage on, as people call. It's it's a muzzle. They and that's wear, not mandatory any, anymore, is it? No, that's what free the snoot was. Right. We were lucky enough to have it removed from WA legislation. You were responsible for that. Free the Hounds definitely had a hand in it, pushing politicians, pushing the public, raising awareness about the fact that greyhounds are going to continually be looked at as... Demonised. Exactly, Mm. or or something different because they're wearing the muzzle. That's a big win. Yeah, it was massive. It went through with the puppy farming legislation and it was... Brilliant. ...given royal assent in 2021. So greyhound racing, is it popular in WA? Is it a big thing? Does it make a lot of money? Does it have a big audience? Like, what are you up against? Really depends on who you talk to. And I guess this is part of the process that Free the Hounds are going through. We call ourselves an advocacy group because Mm -hmm. it is about education. It's about us learning what is involved in the industry or the sport in Mm. Western Australia, because I don't think that there is a lot of awareness, uh, even for participants themselves. I I don't think that they realise some of the things that go on. I know our current minister, Minister Whitby, he wasn't aware of some of the things either. So it's really about education and trying to understand better So if you ask the pros, it's a massive, massive sport where there's, Mm. you know, thousands of jobs. If you dig down and look at some real literature and real figures, it's not. I heard that if you boil down to it, um, there's only around 20 people in the state at this epicentre of greyhound racing in WA. Correct. There's approximately 20 people, the last time we asked under Freedom of Information, that declare GST for their participation so in greyhound main, racing. that's their as, main... Correct. Yeah. That's their main source of income, or they're earning enough to be registered for GST. So anybody else that doesn't do that is classed as a hobbyist. So if you're a hobbyist and it's your hobby, you would presume that those people have jobs, other, other, yeah. other forms of income. Because as a hobby, they don't have to pay tax on it. So then you right. think, well, surely there's not enough. They're not making enough from their hobby to live off. Right. So what do you think in terms of this podcast? What, what are you hoping we can achieve together? Getting the word out. As I yep. said, we're really keen to use any kinds of platforms to get our information out. But it's also to hopefully draw in people that are possibly on the other mm. end of the spectrum. I was, I was, I was <laughs> one of those. Spectrum's the right word. I was definitely <laughs> one of those. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let's say on the other side of the fence then and that, you know, pro racers. Let's hear from some people that agree with racing. Is that a call? Is that yeah, a call? Yeah, absolutely. We'd, we'd love to have a discussion. Yeah, Obviously absolutely. Reach out to those who uh, are either on the fence or on the other side of the fence. Let's talk about it. And if there's things that we're getting wrong, educate us. I think to have greyhound owners talk to us about different things that they have going on with their dog, you know, um, does their dog have panis? Do they need help with different things? What is panis? Oh, panis is a condition in the eyes of greyhounds. Um, it is hereditary, they've found out. So it's really unfortunate that some of the breeding lines that they use continue to have that in it. Um, mm. But yeah, things like panis or people that have had good outcomes with dog physiotherapy, things yep. like that. It'd be really nice to have this podcast be somewhere where 
people could listen in and get helpful information about the care of their greyhound. It's yep. not just about being against greyhound racing. Right, awesome. I would have loved that when we first got Bunny and Boat. I mean, we're very lucky. I think once you get a greyhound, you kind of join a cult. It is cultish, <laughs> it isn't it? I've found that. It is very cultish. Yeah, uh, I'm sure every dog owner loves their dog, but there's something about greyhounds that turns you into a bit of a, uh, a fundamentalist maniac. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I think, too, people just imagine that they're such a pointy, skinny, hard kind of breed. That's exactly what I thought when I first saw them. And they're nothing like that. They are the the softest softest little things, aren't they? Most gentle dogs that think they are lap dogs, generally. And the other myth is that because they race, they need uh, like a big yard, they need lots of running around. Actually, they're, well, what are we called? Talking couch potatoes. They're actual couch potatoes. How many hours do greyhounds sleep per day? Oh, they could, I reckon they could sleep for 23. Uh, yeah, they're definitely sprinters. They're, they're not endurance runners. Obviously, you get those that do like to walk more, but generally it's two half-hour walks a day. As long as they've got a human in their sight or a teddy that they love, they're all good. Then they're happy. Yep. They're, yep. You know, they're, and they're just such a loyal, loving dog. And I think any any racer would tell you that that's part of what makes their breed so easy to train mm-hmm. is the fact that they are like that. Their temperament is like that, right. which kind of also makes it it's really a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it yeah, makes it even more temperaments being taken advantage. Yeah, of. exactly. And this whole rhetoric of oh, but they love to race. That's a bit of a myth, isn't it? Like, well, uh, I mean, they do love to have a quick sprint. They love to run. Right. Racing is a man-made what's concept. The, okay, what's the difference? Running is for the joy of it. It's not about going around a track that causes injuries to these dogs because the formation of the track alone is made for man because we can see them when they take off right. and we can see them come across the finish line. Yep. But that the shape of the track yep. is causes them harm. I mean, that's why so many greyhounds injure their right hock, their right, right rear leg, right. because of the propulsion going around the track and right. the same as their front foreleg. And that's something I think we need probably should do a deep dive into at some point because I've read some of the stats and it's really quite shocking, actually, the injuries and death. Um, I'm thinking that we could dedicate a, a whole podcast to that. Yeah, we'd love to get a vet on too and, and possibly people that have really great products out there for dogs like Simply Seaweed and things like that that help with greyhound yep. teeth. Yep. They have uh, unfortunately usually quite bad teeth because of the structure of their jaws. Yeah, there's lots of tidbits and so ideas. And so it sounds like you're imagining this could help new greyhound owners. Absolutely. With some tips and tricks. Yep. Uh, we could have some serious conversations with maybe people who, agree, who disagree with, with with free the hounds opinions, uh, any other thoughts about what you imagine the podcast to look like? It'd be nice to have some fun too. Tell us about the craziest, nuttiest thing that your greyhound because they ever are done. crazy dogs. <laughs> They're weird, aren't they? <laughs> they do zoomies for yep. those who don't know what a zoomie is. The greyhound scream of death. What's the scream of death? Can you do an impression? No, of the <laughs> I wouldn't put you through that. But it's it's when they might touch a leaf that they don't like. Yep, and they scream this blood-curdling scream and there's actually nothing really wrong. But then when they really hurt themselves, they are so stoic and barely make right. a sound. okay. So it's, um, it's very funny but it's also really quite sad. Mm. Um, uh, there's a lot of different topics, as you've said, so if our many. listeners mm. would like to give us any ideas. Yeah. There will be obviously things that hit the media. We'll talk about those. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to... Let our listeners know about injuries that occur each month. Mm. 
special events that will happen. Yeah. There'll be petitions. petitions so there's a lot of serious. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a very really serious side to this, and just want to honour the work you've done with Free the Hounds and the commitment you put into it because it's a huge job. It should be a full time paid job, but you do it all th- uh, f- from the love of your heart. Um, and it's a serious thing that we're ta- we're going to talk about, which is um, finding uh, a voice for the voiceless and trying to reduce the, the sort of cruelty and injuries that we know that these beautiful creatures suffer. So we will have a bit of fun, but there'll be, I guess, some serious things to discuss That's as right. we move along. And we will also have, hopefully, rehoming groups on as well and maybe we can have a foster of the fortnight dog where uh, we'll do their profile and, and yeah, let you know how good. they're doing and or we could maybe even interview do they interview well greyhounds <laughs> they, uh, if you like snoring or heavy breathing right. <laughs> absolutely that sounds really good to yeah. tr- promote the rehoming of these gorgeous creatures i think we have done enough i think we for have. our first podcast I think i'm getting applause from the producer so we must have done something right We'd love some feedback, by the way, podcast at freethehounds.com.au. If you are listening and you have divergent viewpoints, we are open to divergent viewpoints. We would love to educate each other, uh, understand each other and move forward in a way that means these gorgeous creatures can have a voice and a place, hopefully on a comfy couch. Absolutely. That's the goal, isn't it, for everybody? And I mean, you've touched on a really good point there, Matt, is that at the end of the day, okay, we might really oppose each other as as viewpoints, the the pros and the antis. But as much as we might dislike each other, the whole point is the greyhounds. Mm. Anti people aren't anti greyhounds; they're anti right. what happens to them. Right. So it, if we could sort of come together, and, and I'm sure the same for the pro races. Oh, I'm sure they're not anti greyhound. I'm sh- I'm sure they're not purposely wanting to harm 100%, these creatures. So. Absolutely, I fully believe that many of them love these dogs. Are they the same way that you and I see loving a, a creature? Mm. Or probably not, but... Let's have a chat about it. Absolutely. Let's work it out. All right, thank you very much. Please <laughs> get in touch. We're going to build more and more as we go. Yep. We're hoping to have maybe even a live podcast at some yes, stage. Yes, eventually, if we can get some people to ring in and when we'll have a chat, we'll probably let you know what the topic of that podcast might be yeah there'll be a lot more structure than this won't there mel this has been absolute (laughs) greyhounds breakfast (laughs) please share this with as many people as you can get them to listen to it we're talking couch potatoes the fastest couch potatoes in the world i hope you've enjoyed it the free the hounds website is freethehounds.com.au thank you mel harrison president and tireless worker for the hounds thank you for my producer who told me i'm breathing too heavily It's Talking Couch Couch Potatoes. Potatoes. Thank you for listening.